my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Roger A., Samurai Flea, Scott L., Nate Dog, Ridiculous Hat, James W., Forrest B., and Electric Mick for investing in yourselves and investing in this great community that we have. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And if you join this month at the $5 above level, I'll give you a special thank you in the book that I'm working on. Go check it out today. Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and oh my goodness, it is so good to be with every single one of you right now in this moment. I tell you what, it has been a week to end all weeks, and I'll tell you all about it uh, just a little bit later. I'm not I'm not in the mood yet. I want to get happy. I want to get connected. And I'm so excited that I'm joined by my new friend, Jordan. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm I'm doing really good. It's been it's been a good week. Good. I'm well. There's no better way then for us to end that week than together talking about this game that we love, man. I know you've been a longtime listener of the show, and uh, we've connected a little bit over the past few months. But it's uh, it's great to finally have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've I've been listening to the show, you know, as long as it's been out, and uh, very excited that I am on it right now. Good. Well, we'll we'll make it a time to remember for sure. Now, Jordan, I know we got a lot of listeners who may not have connected with you before, may not be familiar with who you are. So why don't you give us the full deep dive into who Jordan is? You know, how how did you get into gaming, Hearthstone, podcasting, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I'm just a regular guy from Minnesota. I am no Twitch streamer. I'm no grandmaster, you know, hitting up the <laughs> tournaments on the weekends. Um, I'm You're just, in good you know, company then. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just a guy that really loves Hearthstone. I love uh, playing creative decks, coming up with cool wind conditions and whatnot, and just excited to play the game. Just a normal guy who loves Hearthstone. That's awesome. Now, now, what, what did card games look like for you to get into? Uh, was Hearthstone where you started, or, or did you have some uh, some games that sort of got you into it? Right. So let's see here. Almost like anyone else that I've talked to that plays Hearthstone, it all started with Pokemon hey, back in the 90s. You are okay. in good company, man. That's good. And here, I'm going I'm to tell you a, a real quick story. Is My brother and I, we would, we would do chores around the house so we could get a Pokemon pack you know, once a week or something. Mm-hmm. And this is 100% a true story. We opened up these packs. The very first, I forget what the first round of packs were called. I don't know if they were called anything but just Pokemon. I think it was just a basic set. Yeah, I can't remember. but Yeah, and so my favorite Pokemon was Venusaur, and my brother's favorite was Charizard, along with like every other person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I opened, or no, my brother opened a holographic Venusaur, and these were all first edition cards. And I opened a holographic Charizard first edition. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is worth a lot of money today. Yeah, yeah. And we traded cards because we both opened each other's favorite. And we have no idea where those those cards are to this day. Oh, no. 
<laughs> but I'm like, we opened such rare cards. So anyway, that's that's where my love for cards started. My love of opening card packs and seeing what's on the inside. And from that, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I was interested in Magic the Gathering, but never really played it. And then I put card games aside as I got further into high school. And then with renewed vigor, when I went into college, I found out about Hearthstone and haven't really looked back. I've been playing every single day since release. Man, that's awesome. So you've seen a lot of metas, a lot of decks. Um, I mean, if you've been around for the whole thing, pretty much, there's been a lot that's come out. So uh, give give us a little bit of your flavor as a player. Like, is there any deck archetype or class that really stands out as your identity, who you are as as a Hearthstone player? I am... I'm definitely all about the priest life. Okay. Yeah. And maybe sprinkling a little warlock in there as well. Mm. You know, you got the good and the bad. I don't know. I guess I like the extremes. <laughs> Something like that. So why, so why <laughs> priest then? Um, I really love priest. I, my love for priest started out with cards like Thought Steel and Mind Vision, where I could take my opponent's cards and beat them with it. That mm-hmm. was just super fun to me for some reason. Um, it's kind of like going to a friend's house and beating them at the video game that they invited you to play. (laughs) So that's how I started out loving Priest. And then just most every expansion has introduced cards for Priest that I really enjoy. Um, the, the best Priest card I think ever made is Archbishop Benedictus. Really? Wow. Okay. Cause I get to take, I get to take my opponent's deck, the entire deck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I get to use that against them. So mm. I don't know. It's kind of sadistic, but I, I love playing as priest. Yeah. I, they, they were the original uh, play with your opponent's deck. I mean, milkshake priest is really what they, what they called it back in the day. Uh, right. Even right. though it's got even more assets and, and possibilities now, I guess. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's how I got into Hearthstone. What's your favorite class to play? I don't oh, even... Man. Um, well, for me, the, originally it was Warrior. Um, I just always liked... Really? Yeah, I, I liked the control aspect of it more so. Uh, and I think it's the first deck that I really felt good about playing, or like like that I knew what I was doing at least. is like, man, I, sure. I really need to stall this game out. I need to be efficient with my removal. I can wait a couple turns before playing my Brawl, that kind of stuff, so... Um, I don't think that it's a class I have the most wins with at the end of the day. Um, and lately, I don't know. I really, I'm a, I'm a drifter as far as classes. I seem to uh, kind of go from here to there, try out what's popular, what's working. Um, and now, well, now I've only got a couple classes left to get to the thousand win uh, level. So. I'm gonna to have to be pretty focused on my rogue and priest play, so I'll be looking for your lists over the over the next few months. Oh my goodness! Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to have you on the show. I mean, you mentioned uh, fun and frivolry with uh, with priest, and we're actually going to be talking about some cards that you've brought that may not uh, that may honestly be cards that a lot of listeners don't even remember. <laughs> In some cases, uh, I know for me, I had to I had to do my research on a couple of them. Um, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the weird, the wacky, and the fun. And so I'm really excited about this, man. I think it's going to be uh, a really good time. And if we want to be in a good mood, why don't we really focus in on why we're happy? And, and why don't you kick us off on that, man? What's got you happy today? Absolutely. 
I am happy for a number of reasons. First of all is my daughter, who is our, our very first child. She just turned two months the other day. Yeah, that's awesome. And she's great. She's, she's a good sleeper. So, you know, mm-hmm. bonus points there. Of course. <laughs> and then coming up this week, my wife and my daughter are going to fly down to Louisiana to visit some family for a few days. Mm-hmm. So very happy for them that they get to go on a trip while dad gets to stay home and work all day. So, Wow. So that doesn't sound like you got the good end of that deal, unfortunately. I got the joy of buying a plane ticket. Oh, man. Which is such a joy. Yeah, no, it is. When, you, when you're connecting your wife with her family and people she loves, that's a really big deal. I mean, are, do you have any plans for what you're going to do with the uh, extra margin, though, while they're gone, other than working, of course? Well, I, um, I haven't played a lot of Tombs of Terror. Honestly, I've done, I think, the first wing. And so I'm definitely going to dive into Tombs of Terror for nice, lack of, yeah. you know, that is a, there's a pun in there somewhere, I think. And <laughs> Lack of a better tomb? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to definitely get into that, and the new update will be out. So I will just be basking in my 1,000 priest win portrait and just, just flexing on everybody. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I I can't wait to see the rest of them because we still have only seen uh, Priest, Warlock, and uh, Mage, I think. Right, I know. Like, what is Garrosh going to look like? Mm -hmm. He's already so intense looking. Yeah, I I think there's going to be some really cool stuff. I mean, the three three we've seen are really impressive. So I can't wait for Garrosh. I can't wait for... Uh, I don't know. Uther's probably going to look... Oh, they're all going to look cool. What am I kidding? So They're going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, for me, like I kind of wrote down why I'm happy and I felt a little defeated, but I'm just happy that this week is over. This has been a really crazy week. Uh, our family, we've just had something that we committed to every single day uh, for the entire week. And thankfully, one of those things didn't come to pass. So we did have one evening where my wife and I actually put heads on the pillow at 8.30 p.m. and fell asleep. So um, I slept for a, a solid 10 hours outside of waking up to help with uh, feedings and stuff for our son. So, um, so yeah, I am looking forward to some really hard rest time. And by hard, I mean, like, intensive rest. Um <laughs> And oh my goodness! It's, yeah, it's hard to find that when you're the parent of young kids, um, but I'm hoping that maybe I can give my wife some time too because she's um, she's been doing such an awesome job being home with the kiddos, and I know uh, ending up receiving the brunt end of all the good, but also all the tough stuff that comes with uh, with being with kids full time. So. Uh, we are going to go up to Fort Collins, which is a college town here in Colorado, one of our favorite spots. So we'll have some really good windshield time, which is time for me and my wife to just connect. Uh, that It's always been one of those things looking back that um, long car rides have given us really good time to talk about deeper stuff and connect on a heart level. So that'll be That'll be really good, and we'll have some fun up there. Drink some really good coffee, eat some really good burritos. Man, Cafe oh, Mexicali, man. if you've never been, oh, that poblano sauce is insane. So <laughs> it's always a special treat when we get to go there, too. So um, looking forward to what's ahead. And That sounds um, great. Yeah, it, it will be really good. And honestly, you mentioned Tombs of Terror. I've played some of it. Um, I'm trying. I, I did one-shot Chapter 4 in the finale. So that felt good. Uh, but now I really am trying to hone in on heroic. And so I've got the first two chapters done. 
Um, chapter three, I got all the way to the Plague Lord, and I think I was able to knock down 14 health. N- not knock down, <laughs> knock him down to 14 health, like actually oh, deal no. 14 damage. So I'm looking at this Plague Lord oh, that it no. still has 286 health, and I'm just like, oh. Makes you feel so defeated. It really does. I, I he got a Sylvanas and has like a zero mana hero power that triggers a friendly minion's death rattle. It's just oh, I I I don't have a spell heavy deck, so I'm just I'm not going to win this. So that was unfortunate, but I'm hopeful if I can uh, play another round that that we can get it back. So um, oh, yeah, man. and honestly, man, I'm really happy. We've got a lot of news to cover because there's a lot going on. And one of the big mm-hmm. things to talk about first is that we've got some news about BlizzCon. So really mm-hmm. excited for BlizzCon 2019. Um, this is going to be a big year. I mean, we're hearing little rumblings like Mike Denae had a stream. And um, I don't, I've, I've heard that BlizzCon's kind of going waves of two. And last year was a little underwhelming overall. I, I'm still waiting for Diablo on my phone, which I'm sure is going to be a lot of yeah. fun. But um, but it just wasn't a big wow announcement, you know. So I think I yep. uh, we're all anticipating a lot of, of a lot of greatness this year. And if you haven't been around for a BlizzCon, this is a big convention that Blizzard does in Anaheim, California. They pull out all the stops, give us big announcements for every franchise. Maybe announce a new franchise or two. And um, and you can actually experience all of this from home if you're not able to make it with the BlizzCon 2019 virtual ticket. It gives you access to all of the uh, the panels that happen, the uh, the end of show, uh, big finale concert. Like last year, they had Train at the show, which is insane. I'm hoping they've got someone I'm more excited about seeing, but we'll see. And if you get that virtual ticket, you get some in-game exclusive items. And so they've announced many of these. And for Hearthstone, you're going to get an exclusive card back, which I'll be honest, for me, like it's pretty. It just doesn't really scream BlizzCon to me, Um, but it's cool. And the the really big thing here is that there's a yet-to-be-revealed golden legendary that every virtual ticket holder will get. And Mm. so the the last time they did this was with Marin the Fox, which they revealed Kobolds and Catacombs at BlizzCon and then said Marin the Fox. You know, it was going to come out early. Everyone was going to get a non, uh, non-golden non version and then uh, virtual ticket holders uh, would get the golden legendary. So do you think they'll go this this same route again, Jordan, or do they have something else up their sleeve? Yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, going to be tied into whatever the third set is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I am, uh, it's, part of me is like, I, I want to spend the $50 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just so I can have the golden version of this. Because <laughs> I don't think you can craft it. Yeah, like Marion the Fox and gold, you can't craft. Mm-hmm. Um, but then another part of me is like, I could use that 50 bucks towards the pre-order of the next expansion. Yeah. So, so one, I'm kind of torn. One golden, yeah. I, I I don't know that it's just valuable for that alone. But there, <laughs> there's a lot of other cool stuff. The... Um, the Overwatch skins, holy cow! They right. they did like an Illidan for Genji and Taranda for um, for uh, Symmetra. That's Symmetra, who it is. Mm-hmm. and they are really done well. I, a lot of the a lot of the in game things are Warcraft oriented because Warcraft has a I think it's the twenty fifth anniversary. I that sounds right. I mean, yeah, I know it's a big year for them, whatever it is. So I, a lot of them are Warcraft themed. 
Um, but yeah, so you can check that out. They do say at the very end that there are also some things that they haven't revealed that virtual ticket holders will get. So <laughs> new franchise. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see what happens uh, for that. And then we also got a ton of news about this brand new Doom in the Tomb limited time event. So this is their Hollows End themed event. They've done similar things before, but oh my goodness, this is probably the most full-blown limited time event that we've seen, uh, especially that goes along with seasons or anything like that. So actually beginning the day that this episode releases, October 8th at 10 a.m. Pacific. So if you're not listening to this right when it dropped or early because you're a patron, uh, this probably is already live. And hopefully you've even messed around with it. So this will go from now through October 30th at 9 a.m. Kind of weird, actually, that they cut it off before Halloween um, because that's what all of this is based off of. But... Oh, you're right. I didn't even really realize that. <laughs> yeah, I guess they'll be getting ready for BlizzCon at that point, so we kind of need to sort of uh, That's brush so it over. weird. But yeah, it is, it's a little bit weird. Anyway, so they're going to have unique tavern brawls every single week. We won't go in, into these in depth, but they're going to be modeled off of the Firefest Evil that we saw, which was a dungeon run style tavern brawl. And if you completed it in a certain amount of time, you would unlock uh, certain golden cards or even packs or gold and stuff like that. So they've got some outlines. We'll have a week with the Explorers, a week with the League of Evil, and uh, all sorts of shenanigans, I'm sure. So uh, it'll be fun to talk through those and uh, lots of free stuff to get from that, obviously. But the big news... Uh, was that we heard a little bit about was that there's going to be a resurgence of specific wild cards that are going to find their way back into standard play for a limited time. Now, this is a little clunky. Uh, this begins with the beginning of the Doom in the Tomb event, but it will not end when the Doom in the Tomb event is over. So it's kind of funky. It, it, it makes sense. They want this to really bridge the gap between now and the next expansion. Um, I don't think we have an official end date necessarily, but they have said two months. So this will probably be live until then. Um, but we heard Nazoth and Rag were going to make their way in. And we have got a ton more cards here. 21 other cards to be exact. Uh, Jordan, do you want to do the honors to share with us what all of these other crazy cards are that we'll be playing with soon? Yeah, I, I would love to do that. There, Like you said, there's 21 other cards. Um, I'm not going to give the stats for every single card. Let's just go through the list, and then we can kind of give our opinions Sounds on things. Sounds good, yeah. Mm -hmm. So each class is getting two cards, and then there's five neutrals. So the neutral cards are we got Nazoth, we got Ragnaros, and then we're getting Sylvanas, the Curator, and Emperor Thorisan. They are coming back. Dang. Um, very excited. There, there's some heavy hitters in there for sure. <laughs> for real, yeah. <laughs> and Druid is getting Astral Communion and Kuhn the Forgotten King. Mage is getting Babbling Book and Flame Waker, which is just... I have a feeling I'm going to have nightmares about that tonight. Yeah, I. this isn't going to go well in, in the sense that it's going to go well. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this next card... Um, just the line. All you have to say is, who am I? <laughs> and people are going to get it. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. It is Mysterious Challenger and Avenge. Those are coming back for Paladin. Mm -hmm. 
We've got Hunter's got Lock and Load and Call of the Wild. So that's going to be interesting. I like that they got two spells. Can kind of pull into Zul'jin a little bit. Mm. So that'll be kind of fun. Shaman is getting Evolve and Thing from Below, both from the Whispers of the Old God set. Rogue is getting Shaku the Collector and Swash Burglar. Yar. Yar. Gotta love that, that <laughs> pirate. Priest is getting Light Bomb and Vol'jin. Oh, man. I'm very pumped for Vol'jin. He is, he is one I've tried so hard to make work over the years, and he's never worked. So, <laughs> Is this going to be the thing that pushes him over the edge? or This is going to... I, I don't want you to continue mm. subjecting yourself. We we can have an intervention right here, right now, if you need it, Jordan. I'm here for you, man. Okay. <laughs> we need we need something. <laughs> I've he's I've put so much emotional effort into him, and he's never given me anything back in return. Well, okay. Maybe we'll need to talk after the show. Then we can we can dive into this further. <laughs> okay. We'll have a yeah. We'll have a meeting. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Warlock is getting Imp Gang Boss and Renounce Darkness, which is, Goodness. you know, living up those memes. Uh, that is the, I think that's the original meme card. I Surely there's some others, but man, that was one of the first that was just like, okay, let's just, let's just throw your deck <laughs> out the window and give you some cheaper stuff and hope it works out. <laughs> and the idea that Goldan has renounced the darkness and he has now become like a priest is just right. so ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. Uh PS I did make that in golden. So Oh wow. I mean full golden <laughs> deck. How could you not? Really? I know. It was so tempting. <laughs> and then lastly we have Warrior has got Varian Rin coming out and Bloodhoof Brave. Dang. Okay, so lots of cards. I mean, we could spend the entire episode just talking about these cards, frankly. Um, what's one that you're, I, I heard Vulcan, maybe one different one that you're really excited about, uh, either to, to try out or that you weren't expecting. I am, I'm excited and extremely nervous about Mysterious Challenger. Mm. And why is that? (sighs) It's like, it's kind of like the, um, he has been the bully in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And just having to uh, see him face to face again is just bringing back bad memories. I have to face the fears, man. I have to face the fears, and or maybe I just need to fight fire with fire, and I need to go all in on this. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm really excited. I think he's going to replace tip the scales in some decks Mm. and maybe those decks go from having a heavy murloc package to just secrets and then you end with nomi sure yeah i I don't know could be ridiculous maybe they do both ah murloc murloc secrets yeah i don't know maybe oh yeah but oh but prismatic (laughs) lens would be destroyed because you have yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, no you can't do that oh the the fact that avenge is coming back with it is really i think what makes mysterious challenger uh have some potential because Mm -hmm. avenge is really what made secret paladin way back in the day a a tier one deck i mean it was insane way back then so i it's fun that they're bringing them back together because i think apart they wouldn't make nearly the splash that they will uh hand in hand so that'll be fun to see i'm actually so i mentioned that i need my wins with rogan priest so i was hoping that these cards would shake things up a bit um and rogue i'm especially interested in because shaku is a crazy card 
Uh, you're he's he's got stealth, and every time he attacks, you get a random card. So mm-hmm. he's got some potential there. Um, I have been messing around with the Highlander Anka Anka deck, um, and so I think just throwing him in there would be really interesting. And Swashburgler, you know, you're not pulling out patches anymore, uh, but right. it's still good. I you know we were thinking. Um, uh, we were talking before the show about Pilfer being this without the one one body, so why mm-hmm. not play Swashburkler, you know? So, um, so yeah, I'm really interested to see kind of how those play out, and I think these really both fit into a lot of what Rogue is already doing. So you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel with them either. So yeah, they're already burglaring, and now you can burglar even more. I want to burgle. I want to burgle it. Um, well, it'll be a lot of fun. And by the way, tip the hat to Emperor Thorson because I, who knows what combo decks are going to happen as a result of that. Uh, the, the, the ceiling just got lifted essentially because yeah. he makes the impossible possible essentially. So I'm trying to think of just all the decks that are out right now and imagine if at any given turn their entire hand cost one less and what that would mean. Oh yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. It, it truly is. So I, it's going to be fun to see how this impacts things. It definitely will because there are so many heavy hitting cards. Uh, not every one of these cards are insane, but many of them are. I mean, and the fact that all of those neutrals are extremely playable. I mean, yep. that, that means every class has potential to sh- be shaken up. Um, I, and I think I mentioned this in last week's episode, but want to be sure to, to say it again. If you don't own these cards, it doesn't matter. Uh, you are going to get a temporary copy that you can play with during the entire uh, during this entire event, essentially. So you can't dust those because that's not fair. <laughs> but you yeah. will be able to build <laughs> decks and not have to, you know, really debate. Well, is it worth it to, to use my hard-earned dust just for this, uh, you know, two-month period or something like that? I think it's a really cool, really generous move for them, and really allows them to do this right with some competitive integrity, also. Uh, because like people who are just trying to get to their next spot on ladder, uh, for them to be at a disadvantage if they haven't been playing for years, because there are some or one next Ramus, I think there's one next Ramus, and then a, a few. Yeah, let's see. Yep, there's uh, one next. Yep. Yeah, Grand Tournament goes back pretty far too. So anyway, uh, this will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then you wanna you wanna hit this dual class arenas uh, part because I know you're really excited about this one especially. Yeah, dual class arena. It's coming back for October for Hello's End. Mm-hmm. All spooky and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And basically the the crux of it is that you're you're playing two classes at once. So when you enter the arena, you choose a a hero like normal. So let's say I choose Anduin because of course, <laughs> and I'm would. a priest. And then you're presented with three hero powers. So I'd be presented with, let's say, Druid, Mage, and Paladin. And I have to choose. And let's say I go with Paladin. So now the cards that I'm going to be offered throughout my arena draft are going to be, there's going to be Priest cards, Paladin cards, and Neutral cards. And so by the time I'm done, I'm going to have a deck that basically cannot be made anywhere else in Hearthstone. Wow. It's going to be specifically unique just for the arena. And it's honestly the only time I play arena is dual class because it's just so unique and so fun. Yeah, you can't you can't have this experience anywhere else in the game. And I, I, I guess that is true in arena to a point. But this is just so out there. That, that, 
Uh, it really is fun. And what's what's more is they've actually said that they're going to be giving all players a free arena ticket just for logging in during weeks one and two of this event. So, uh, again, this episode's releasing as this has happened. So log in now. You'll get a free arena ticket, and that's great. And then next week, do the same. So it uh, can't hurt anything. Go and have some fun with all that insanity. Right. Oh, there was one thing with this that I forgot um, while reading through this is that the rumor is that classic and basic cards are not going to be in dual class arena. Oh, it actually looks like that's accurate. Um, it doesn't it's, say it doesn't say that in the list of sets that are part of it. It's just expansion and adventure cards. Wow, and and from like only wild expansions essentially. So that's really interesting. There'll be some really powerful cards in that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with all that. Wow, very cool. They're also going to have some uh, special bundles. So if you've been saving your hard-earned money and want to invest in some expansions, uh, this these are some pretty good deals. So they've got the Hex Bundle and the Flex Bundle. Um, the Hex Bundle is 20 packs of Rise of Shadows along with a random legendary card from that set. And then Savers of, or the Flex Bundle is the same, only Savers of Old Doom. And I think normally you buy 15 packs for $20. So you're essentially getting five free packs and a guaranteed legendary from that set. So there's not, I, I really like that they're doing this in these bundles because just knowing for sure that you're getting a legendary is, is really, really valuable. And then you could get as many out of those packs as your heart desires. But it's not crazy to think you should probably get one. Uh, you'll at least get several epics that you could even dust to, to craft one if you, if you really needed to. So these are pretty cool, um, and they're only available during that time uh, uh, through October 30th. And then the last but certainly not least, they also mentioned that for logging in at any time during this event, you're going to get five free Hearthstone packs, two Savers of Old Doom, two Rise of Shadows, and one Rastakhan's Rumble. You get two thumbs up from Andrew Brown for giving me five free packs. Uh, that's, that's awesome. You just can't ask for, for better than that. Well, I guess mm -hmm. you can, but that's, <laughs> you're being a little ungrateful. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Come and, on. And then also each week of the event, you'll get a legendary Doom in the Tomb quest that will either reward you with card packs from one of the current standard sets or a hefty sum of gold, as they say. So um, you may have missed it for today, um, but be aware every Tuesday moving forward during this event, you should have two op open quests in your log. And if you are a gold maximizer, you're kind of already on top of that, but want to make sure that um, that you, you get that because otherwise the legendary quest will replace one of your existing normal quests, and if you're mm -hmm. um, if you're storing those sixty gold quests, it'd be it'd be a shame. Or even like a eighty gold challenge a friend or a free pack for viewing. Yeah, you got to get those quests done. So that uh, now more than ever. So, man, there's a lot of news. I'm actually uh, a little bit self impressed that we got through that quickly. Um, but anything else you want to say about this event before we uh, before we move on? Not really. I'm just I'm looking at these dates, eight the October eighth through the thirtieth, and I just still can't get over that it ends before Halloween. <laughs> it's a little funky, um, but at least we get to enjoy the time for you know for the time. I, I I'm glad we get three yeah. weeks of it rather than it's just like a weekend or something right before. Exactly, and it and it is pretty crazy that they're doing something like this, and when it ends, literally like four days later, we have BlizzCon. 
I mean, when else has this happened in years past where there's, there's usually a, an awkward gap where we're just waiting for BlizzCon. And this year, they've done such an amazing job with everything this year that I'm not even, I haven't even really thought about BlizzCon that much, honestly. Yeah. So I'm very um, excited. Yeah, and, and we'll, be, we'll be ecstatic for something at that point, I'm sure, for the next expansion yeah. and all the insanity yep. that's sure to follow. Well, great. Well, before we jump into our main topic today, I want to remind you all about the special offer I have going on right now on the Patreon. I uh, I am working on the book still that I've mentioned, and it's a book about how to get legend in Hearthstone. It's an amalgamation of all of my thoughts, conversations that I've had over the years. I just really wanted to put them all in one place so I can tell anyone who's trying to get to legend, trying to make that happen, here's the one thing that you need in order to get there. Do this stuff and you will. Um, and so I'm really excited. It's going to uh, it's going to be out uh, hopefully by the end of the year and exclusive for patrons that either um, either supported the show last month or this month. Um, I've got that special offer that I will give you a, a written thank you in the book if you are giving at the $5 level or above. So with that, you also get exclusive weekly content from me. So if you want to see the decks I'm playing with, some breakdowns, some suggestions, we got a fun deck here and there and that too. Um, it's... It's the best deal for not only supporting the show, but getting a lot more extra content as well. So go check it out at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. And thank you so much to every single patron who's supporting the show at every level. It seriously means uh, means the most to me that you're with me, that you're for me, and that you're for what this show is truly about. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, speaking of being for what this show is about, I feel like this conversation in many ways is one of the most pure, happy Hearthstone conversations we could have. All around underrated, unique cards. Um, tell us, Jordan, about how you kind of came to this idea for uh, for this conversation we're about to have. Yeah, so I am definitely a fan of watching YouTube videos of professional players and streamers review cards with each set. Okay. So people like Brian Kibler, Trump, Kriparian, you know, the list goes on and on. And I find that there's always a handful of cards in each set that I get excited about, and then they just get dumped on by reviewers. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I feel the need to defend these cards that have been cast aside. And I put them in decks, and I usually don't win with them, but I have fun doing that. And I wanted to make sure to give these what do we got here about seven eight cards mm -hmm. the light that all these other great cards like nazoth and ragnaros have been given <laughs> i want these guys to be able to experience a little bit of the limelight mm -hmm. well we will definitely make the time and the space for that on this show so why don't you it. why don't you kick it off with uh with whatever quirky card you'd like man oh uh, we got we got to start out with the the og weird quirky card and that is none other than elite torrent chieftain dang that is that is a sincere throwback <laughs> oh if you have not played this card and you don't own him and you don't plan on owning him please just go into youtube and look up elite torrent chieftain entrance animation <laughs> it is very much worth it <laughs> you will not be disappointed i'm not gonna spoil anything but so much fun and the main reason why I play him in decks, I don't play him in everything, but every now and then I get the itch to just rock and roll. And what he does is he's going to give you a card and he gives your opponent a card. And what happens is your opponent gets kind of lured into this 
false idea that this card that they have been given is going to help them when it does anything but that. And it actually ends up usually taking away their tempo. And now they've taken time away from their own game plan to rock and roll a little bit, which sure is fun, but now they're going to lose the game. <laughs> right. So I love them. I mean, Elite Torn Chieftain, definitely top of the list. I wish I had him golden, but I was not at that first, that first BlizzCon. Yeah. Like we said, they do they do hold those pretty cl- tight to their chest, how to get those. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty interesting card. And even just the potential for being able to um, just play mind games with your opponent. Right, there are right. so few cards that really let you do that. So if you enjoy that and if that's something fun uh, for you, then... You really, uh, you really can't go wrong with with the ETC. ETC, love them. Who do we got uh, up next here? All right, um, I'll take Nat Pagel. Uh, classic, 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 right. man. Uh, two mana, zero four, and at the start of your turn, you have a fifty percent chance to draw an extra card. So, um, not flashy stats by any stretch. In fact, I, I don't know that there are any cards with zero attack that you go, yay, I'm excited to play this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, being able to draw an extra card is really impressive when it works out for you. You mentioned at the beginning of this um, playing Pokemon. There are lots of cards in Pokemon that are really powerful that actually don't do anything uh, if you flip a coin and get tails, if you flip and get heads, then you get whatever the effect is. Mm. And so I was thinking about that with Nat Pagel, where it's like, man, maybe he's not as bad as he's gotten a rap for in the past, honestly. He's he's a very sly dog. You think he's just sitting there fishing, having a good time, and your opponent is lured into, again, this false sense of security. And then before you know it, you've drawn two, three cards, and your opponent scrambles to try to get rid of this fisherman. At that point, you've already won the game. It's too late. He's had his fish, and now he'll have your lunch. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so Nat Pago, he he's awesome. He um, I kind of think of him as a kind of a neutral manatide totem in a way. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, manatide totem is almost an auto-include in every shaman deck. Sure. But, I mean, you just got to be good at rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah, it is important. I, I'm, I was trying to think of if he, like, even fits in, like, uh, Inner Fire Priest. Because, sure, like, that's where my mind goes to with any high health creature. So, if if you got a Power Word Shield, uh, Divine Spirit, Inner Fire, that's 12, a 12-12 that you're rocking with? That's not That bad. is a buff fisherman. Oh, Turn man. Four, I mean, he, you know... After reeling in so many fish, he's got he's got to be. I mean, that's like deep sea fishing right there, <laughs> for sure. Let's see here. Next up, we have Morose, Morose, the mm. Medivh's butler from Karazhan. Mm-hmm. And what a guy! He's a three mana card. He's a neutral legendary. He's got one attack and one health. He's kind of a wimpy guy. He's a skinny little fella. And what he does is he has stealth. And at the end of your turn, he summons a 1-1 steward, which is, it's just a token. It doesn't do anything fancy. But what Morose becomes is just this giant snowball. If your opponent can't deal with him, because he's got stealth, so he's going to be kind of hard to deal with. If they can't deal with him, they are going to realize that they have been invited to a party that is not that fun and enjoyable for them. 
because there's going to be stewards walking around just taking over the game. Mm. And it's wild. I, I, I mean, I play this guy in wild and you throw a steward of Darkshire on the board playing Paladin and you give this guy divine oh, shield. Oh, baby. It, it's almost impossible to deal with him once he's got stealth and divine shield. Honestly. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Wow. You know, I, I was trying to remember, I there was one time in the meta where Morose was being tinkered with and was actually pretty effective, and that was qu- the original Quest Rogue. Not, not, not this new, like, get some stuff into your hand and stuff, but, like, turn everything on your side into a 4-4 indefinitely, like, literally everything. So now Morose is a 3-mana 4-4 spitting out 4-4s every turn. <laughs> And that's a different ball wow. game as far as he's concerned. So that actually is overpowered. Yeah. Oh, wait. And it's funny because I <laughs> it don't, seems like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it actually lasted. Like it's a really good indefinite uh, value generator, but I think Quest Rogue back then really needed to be br- pretty fast. I think for its whole lifetime, it it was usually a pretty aggressive combo deck. So right. Moreau's ended up being just too slow for it to really work out the way you needed him to, but. Um, I tell you what, if you can get that effect again at some point, or if you want to go back, I mean, Morose is wild, so you you could play your, um, you know, beneath the grounds. Is that what? It, no, uh, and the cavern, cavern below. That's, oh, the caverns below, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, oh. he's he's an interesting little card. Yeah, he's a nice butler. He gets the job done. Yes, he gets it done well. Uh, next here is Zarek Master Cloner, 6-mana 5-5. Five, five. Uh, I don't have his exact wording in front of me, but it's a death rattle that if you played any enchantments on him, then uh, he resummons when he's yep. um, when he dies. So uh, Priest is good for this because there's a lot of cheap ways to do that, like Powered Shield I mentioned or Divine Spirit. Um, there's also the new Give a Minion Reborn, which I, I can't remember if I said that on our review episode here, but that was definitely one where it was like, whoa, now you've got two Xerix. Uh You need to get more spells in your hand, but if you can get them, things can get out of hand pretty fast, I think. And what you can do is, I don't remember if this interaction actually works like this, but you get Reborn on Xerix, mm-hmm. and then you use Power Word uh, Duplicate on him. Oh, I believe yeah, then yeah, it yeah. makes the reborn version of him as well. Oh, because it is a duplicate of it. Oh goodness, that's disgusting. it gets crazy. <laughs> it gets really nutty real fast. Jeez, yeah. I I think the big problem is there aren't like like you want to build a deck that just does that, but because Zarek's the only minion that really gets a lot of benefit off of it, it's mm-hmm. like uh, I mean I guess you could find some reborn minions maybe now. Um, cause if you make copies of those, that can be some really insane value too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll have his day. We got one more expansion for him, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like he's kind of caught in, in between all these expansions where he would have worked well earlier or who knows what. Yeah. We'll see. Next up, we have Hemet Jungle Hunter. This is the the improved version, not the goblins versus gnomes one. That is like the biggest joke of a legendary of all time. <laughs> destroy a beast? What do you mean destroy a beast? Oh my gosh, do you remember that card? Yeah, I, I still mourn having him. I think I opened him in a pack or something. It's just like, what? This doesn't do any good. He could take out King Crush now, I guess, with the brand, the, the, tamer, the dino tamer. Hey, you should do that in wild. Your opponent's going to give you a wow for sure. Yeah, I think I'll still stick with Big Game Hunter, but anyway. 
<laughs> so this guy, Hemet, he's gone into the jungle now, kind of Robin Williams, Jumanji style, if you will. Oh, and yeah, he what is. Is... <laughs> He's got the leaf, like, skirt on. Uh-huh. You know, and what he does, he's a six-mana 6-6. Six, six. So he's kind of evil, if you think about it. Mm. And he will blow up your deck and destroy any cards in your deck that cost three or less. Mm-hmm. Which, on first glance... You're like, what the heck, man? Why would I, I want to keep my card. Yeah, why would I want to do this? But for those of you that have played Hearthstone, you've probably had those games that go late, and it's turn 20, you're pulling a, like, what, a wild pyromancer? That's a down moment. Yeah. You want to be drawing, you know, the big guns, like Nazoth and Shadow Reaper Anduin at that point. So, Hemet Jungle Hunter, very unique, very... Um, very fun though if you're wanting if you got a lot of big heavy bombs in your deck and you just want to get to them right away mm-hmm. play him at jungle hunter for sure yeah you know he actually has found meta viability i i hit legend with mechathune priest and this was him at jungle hunter you had to play in that deck because it was all card draw up until uh four mana and then all of the combo pieces were that. So once you played him at Jungle Hunter, everything in your deck was what you needed. And you used whatever card draw you had left in your hand to just basically get through it. And it, it was a hard stop on your opponent. Like, I have five turns until I win this game. So come at me, but uh, you're losing, basically, is what that meant. It's just like an immediate death timer. Yeah, you have five yeah. turns to beat yep. me, otherwise I win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the Hemet, and uh, I mean cool. he took me to Legend, so I, I have to. There's a special place in your heart for absolutely. Hemet, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And Marin the Fox is the last uh, the last card big point that we want to put. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marin the Fox was the one we mentioned with Cobalds. Um, he's an eight mana six six battle cry summon an O eight treasure uh, treasure chest for your opponent. So the idea was he. He spawns this treasure chest, and then you break it, and then you get a random treasure. And then the same ones for, that High Spear and Togwaggle let you uh, discover. I think that's the only way to get those treasures. Is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just the two. Yeah, so um, so yeah, pretty pretty cool card. I mean, I, I don't want to steal your thunder here because you've got, you've got a very dastardly use for him, which is probably the most fun thing I can think of. So why don't you tell us about this? Oh, this is, this is a, um, ooh, this is a sad tale. This is where Anduin has gone wild and he's ran out of weapons and the nearest thing that he can find is a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. And that's all he can use to destroy his opponent. So what you do, you play Marin. Your opponent's like, okay, like Marin, funny, thanks for the memes, Anduin. Mm -hmm. Little do they know that you are plotting their demise. Oh, no. (laughs) Because next turn, you Potion of Madness, that treasure chest, it's now yours. Divine Shield, or um, Divine Spirit at twice, and then you Inner Fire. That is now a 32-32 treasure chest. That is stronger than the Ancient One. That is disgusting. And it's just a, it's a piece of wood that's been nailed together. And you take that treasure chest, you smack your opponent in the face, and you probably win. Jeez. I want to do that. I want to do that right now. <laughs> but I can't. So. Just want to take a treasure chest and just hit someone with it. Yeah, and I, man, Potion of Madness, that card is infuriating to play against. I'm actually kind of glad I'm 
mainly standard when I think about cards like that. Yeah, that was uh, a crazy one. Yeah, that's fun. You you do have some honorable mentions here. You want to give quick shout outs to these cards too? Yeah, I can give a couple quick shout outs. So I got two here. We got the Vorax and the Glass Knight. And both of these, I mean, I kind of see the Vorax as a Paladin card. Mm-hmm. I play it in Quest Paladin, not the new Quest Paladin, the OG Galvadon. Right. Of course. <laughs> oh, man, what a card. And so what you do is basically the Vorax, he's anytime you cast a spell on him, he's going to summon a 1 1 plant and you cast another version on that. So if you Blessing of Kings the Vorax, he's going to summon a 1 1 and turn that 1 1 into a 5 5. So he can snowball out of control mm-hmm. if your opponent doesn't deal with him. And yep. putting things like Spike Ridge Steed on him is just absolutely disgusting. Wow. Oh, gosh. It's just an immediate board. It's yeah. it's so great. It gets out of hand quick. And Glass Knight, uh, four mana, four, three with Divine Shield. And whenever you restore health, he gets Divine Shield back. So uh, there's a I, I'm noticing a thread of infinite value here that you seem to really, uh, really associate with, I think, Jordan. I think um, I have a problem. Yeah. It's OK. It's OK. Because um, the Glass Knight really can be an infinite value as far as trading because of that divine shield. And I mean, Paladin, again, has lots of uh, restoring health stuff. Um so I, I think that there's there's some potential there. I actually I played him in a Tombs of Terror run. There's a treasure I still haven't seen since then that was after you play a legendary minion, summon a copy of it. And because I hadn't seen it, and I was like, that's insane. I was like, I have to I have to go all in on that. And my of very course. next pick for my deck included Glass Knight. So that was four mana, summon two four threes with Divine Shield, which I was very much okay. with. I think I had like one lifesteal thing that ended up uh, getting some value too. But um, but yeah, even outside of the insanity of single player, uh, Glass Knight's a pretty cool card and can have some some uh, some good opportunities to trade up. Yeah, he's um, it's nothing super flashy. And the way that I kind of think about it is, you think of piloted Shredder back from Goblins versus Gnomes. Oh sure, yeah. Which is just you know known for being one of the best neutral cards ever printed. I don't Mm -hmm. know how it would hold up today, but basically piloted shredder could take one hit and then it would give you another body. And that's what the glass Knight does. It can take a hit with its divine shield. And then it leaves behind a four, three, which is much better than a random two drop. Let's be, let's be real. Exactly. And you have the upside of giving it its shield back. Mm -hmm. So very cool. And that's awesome. Well, this is a this is a, a very strong list here. I gotta say that some wacky <laughs> cards, ones I haven't thought of, and I couldn't let you have all the fun, Jordan. I actually, as I was reading through these, there was one card from my back pocket. This is like a happy Hearthstone deep cut, deep trivia moment. If you don't know this, then I don't hold it against you at all. But I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. That there's right. one card from Goblins versus Gnomes way back when that I have just... like Back then, I really wanted to make work. I never figured out. I haven't thought about this card in years. And uh, and I, I'm I'm I've got new wind in my in my wings, if if you would say, to go back <laughs> and tinker with this again. And that card is Gazlo. 
Uh, six mana, three, six, that whenever you cast a one mana spell, add a random mech to your hand. Yes, um, yes. I, I just loved that, you know, you got all these spare parts cards, which were all one mana uh, spells. And now Gazlo is going to kind of piece together all those spare parts and make a mech for you. And hopefully it's a mech that'll help you, but I don't know, whatever. Just, <laughs> just take it. I love the flavor of that. Um, and I, I don't know, he never saw any play, even back then, I don't think. Um, but I'm starting to think, since we've been talking about Priest so much, he's he's a 3-6 minion, so you, you put a couple of Divine Spirits on that, and your opponent's uh, shuddering. You know? and, and Mech Priest specifically, they've got that 5-mana 5-5 five five that give uh, upgradable... It's it's like an upgrade something. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, upgradable frame bot. Is that what it is? No, there's, wait, that's the new one. There's the two mana one five. Yeah, I think that's upgradable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's way too late for that right now. But um <laughs> but I think that I think that you could find that, that inner fire stuff would work with some other mechs too, uh given that yeah. too. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna swing back and in, uh, into my wild uh my wild pockets and find uh find if Gazlo has a day left in him still. He's. It's been so long since I've seen him. I honestly feel like he's not even a part of the game. It, <laughs> I, like I said, if you didn't even remember he's a guard, I don't hold that <laughs> against you. So uh, that he did. He did not do much. But man, these were all really fun. I, I do want to ask yeah. you as, as we're wrapping this up. Like, I, I bet there are some other deck tinkers out there that are like, man, I haven't gone back and looked at those cards. Is there anything you would tell them as they're going off on their journey to? Uh, to be cool like Jordan and find their hipster cards, like how could they make a deck that's uh, that's fun and really takes advantage of whatever legendary or other cards they're looking at? Yeah, I would say what I found in my my search for just trying to live up the memes every day <laughs> is that you know putting Marin the Fox in your deck, sure it's fun, but losing is never fun, sure. especially if you lose like five to ten games in a row. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I think what's worked well for me, which I would recommend, is go online, you know, maybe go to like Hearthpone or Top Decks or Out of Cards, um, Hearthstone Replay, HS Replay, and find a deck that has already been made that is centered around Marin the Fox. And from there, maybe take out, I'd say maybe between five to eight cards that you feel like maybe aren't pivotal to the deck mm-hmm. and put in some other things that you're excited about. Um, if you have only one card in the deck that you are excited about and the rest of your deck doesn't really have like a cohesive bond together, you're never going to get to your fun card and you're just going to get frustrated. Sure, sure. So you want to make sure that the rest of your deck is strong enough to get you to, like in the case of Marion the Fox, at least to turn eight. Mm-hmm. So you can play him mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I lost, but I played him. You got to so, get there. <laughs> yeah, you got to get there. Yeah. And don't forget too about the built-in deck builder or like the complete my deck feature now because mm-hmm. they recently upgraded that for wild also which kind of blows yeah. my mind. I don't know I like I doubt there are other Gazlo decks out there but ideally ideally you could put Gazlo in there and nothing else and then it'll fill in the rest with any decks that have a positive win rate or I guess the most positive win rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can throw in other stuff. Like I would throw in Gazlo and then maybe whatever that pre- elusive priest mech I'm thinking of and the inner fires <laughs> and the divine spirits. And then, and then they'll throw in some other stuff and, uh, and same thing. Maybe there are five or so cards that you're like, yeah, I don't know about this. 
uh, go back in. So there's lots of resources out there that you can utilize in game and out of game. And, um, but yeah, definitely try them out and let us know, like shoot me an email at the happy at gmail.com. I'd love to read those off in future episodes. What, uh, what cards really resonate with you and what decks uh, you've tried out. I'm sure Jordan would love to hear the influence that (laughs) went into that too. Absolutely. I would love to hear it. That'd be fun. Well, hey, as we jump into our community section, we actually have a new iTunes review this week. Yay! I'm doing my Kermit the Frog wave arms in the air (laughs) thing. Yay! Uh, And it's from a good friend for a very long time, Gromick. His title here is Must Subscribe, Five Stars. And he says, Andrew Brown is the host with the most. This podcast has content and information for Hearthstone players of all skill levels. What I love most about him is that uh, although he is extremely knowledgeable about the game, he never comes across as a know-it-all and is very entertaining as well. Well, man, I don't know the kind of words could be spoken. Sincerely, um, that means a lot, and I'm really glad that that is coming across because I want this game to be as accessible as possible. I want us to be able to have fun, goofy conversations like this. Um, because if we're not having fun with this game, what are we doing? You know, so I'm I'm glad to hear that, man. Uh, so thank you so much for for doing that. And if you have not yet left a review on iTunes, please take the few minutes it takes to do that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, it could be as easy as a few taps to go over and leave a quick review. A lot of people every single day are searching online for Hearthstone podcasts. I know because I've checked, and I I'm a marketer, so I have to know this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> And when they're looking in the abyss that is the internet, uh, Apple Podcast reviews are a big part of that. So, uh, so going and telling them what you think, what you like about the show, and why you should listen really makes a big impact. So, even if you're sitting at home saying, "Man, I don't have anyone to tell about this show," leaving an iTunes review really can help other people find it. So, thank you again to Gromick, and honestly to everyone who's ever left a review for the show because it leaves a mark uh, indefinitely. So, thank you so much. Now, speaking about leaving a mark indefinitely, uh, there's a specific part of this show that I always look forward to and I contribute to during my solo episodes as well. Um, But Jordan, I know you got a zinger for us this week and we've got one more quirky card that we want to talk about. But before we get there, uh, I want to do it justice and do it right. So why don't you bring us in here, man? Oh, yeah. If you haven't already, strap in. Strap in your seatbelt, you know, grab that seat tight because we're going to go on a rock and roll journey here. I I don't think I'm ready, but I'm ready, man. Let's let's do it. You know, let's kick it off. Here we go. Standing in the rain with his head hung low. He couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold-out show. Heard the roar of the crowd. He could picture the scene. Put his ear to the wall. Then like a distant scream, he heard about a car. It just blew him away. Celestia in his eyes. And the very next day, discovered beat up discovered. In a second-hand store, he found the lady of the sky. And he knew for sure that that one car would be his of the two. It didn't take long. It all came true. Just a harbinger slung way down low. 
It was one-way tickets. His only way to go. So he started thinking, ain't never gonna stop. I'm gonna get a lich king. Someday I'm gonna make it to the top. When his opponent dropped it, Firefly, what a guy. When his opponent dropped it, he took one card. Griff's a hero. He'll turn to dust tonight. <laughs> Dude, that was an entire story arc. And I mean, the original one oh was gosh. a story arc too, but wow, you did a card that I didn't know needed that uh, epic rock melody. Medley. Oh, Grifta. Man, oh I want I wanted to, you know, lyrically bring these people on this journey of Grifta. He gives you two cards. And Grifta, he's got this fascination with Harbinger Celestia, whatever it may be. And Grifta, every time he sees him, every time he sees her, he's got to pick her because, man, she could become the Lich King. <laughs> but instead, she always becomes Firefly That's every right. time. It's a shame. So tell us about Grifta, man. Yeah, absolutely. Grifta, he is one of my favorite cards. He's from the Rastakhan's Rumble expansion. He is a legendary neutral minion. He's cost four mana. He's got four attack and five health. His battle cry reads, discover two cards, period. Give one to your opponent at random. So the, the long and short of what that means is, is you're discovering twice. So you're presented with three cards, you choose one, and then you're presented with another three cards and you choose one more. And what's going to happen is Grifta is going to shake things up. He's going to give one to you and he's going to give one to your opponent. And so there's a lot of strategy involved in when you're choosing these cards, you know what both of them are. So you're going to give your opponent a card, but unlike Elite Torrent Chieftain, you actually know the card that you are giving them. And so you can, in a way, plan around the worst case scenario. What oftentimes happening with Grifta is, for me personally, is I'll play him when I'm in a situation where I'm desperate and I maybe need an out. Maybe I need a fireball to win the game or I need a holy light to just heal up a little bit is you can take a risk. You can take the 50, 50 and go for the card that you need. And if you lose, well, you were already going to lose the game anyway. So in, in that way, in my opinion, he's sort of like a, a very, very mini Yog Saron, if you will, where Yog was the, you know, panic, the panic button. If you're going to lose, just throw Yog Saron down and he might win you the game. And so I really like him for just the, there's a lot of skill involved, I think, with him. And a lot of people have just glossed over him because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to give my opponent a card. Sure, sure. Um, but there's, I think, a lot more to him than meets the eye. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, it's tough because you don't, there's so much that you don't control. And so it's like, do I choose two bad cards? Do I choose a good and a bad card? Do I choose two good cards? Like, sure. And and then not knowing what you're giving your opponent, it's definitely a downside that it's like you may have chosen two bad cards and it ends up working for them and you just can't see how, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it is interesting, like even even the ability to just block off one card in their hand, you could mess things up. Uh, similar to the Elite Torrent Chieftain before, like they could get excited about whatever you gave them and start thinking things and then just get off the tracks mentally. And that's that's huge. That's potentially good. 
Um, and I guess, uh, well, with a battle cry, he could fit in a quest shaman. I was trying to think if there's any other way you can nice. take advantage of him. Uh, do oh, that double battle yeah. cry, man. You could give him two no cards. <laughs> Discover four cards. No oh, way. wow. So <laughs> no way. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but, but it is a fun card. This was actually the first legendary I pulled out of my Rosticon Rumble packs. So a um, little special place in my heart, but also some heartburn in my heart because um, <laughs> I wasn't too excited to see him. But it's a, it's an interesting card, and you know, there's never uh, there's never a dull moment with Grifta, that's for sure. Yeah, he's. Um, I guess the last note I would have for him is. I find myself playing him a lot against aggro decks. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, I'll only choose cards that I know an aggro player doesn't want to play. Mm, so sure. whether that be an expensive card or a defensive card. And so in that way, he's just kind of a Yeti that gives you a card. I don't know if that's even really worth it, but... Yeah, it's, it's better than a Yeti. <laughs> Yeti than saw a Yeti, play. Yeah. Yeti saw play competitively at one point. Uh, not right. anymore, but back in the day. Back in the day, yes. <laughs> well, that's a fun card to choose, man. Well, yeah. hey, as we're, as we're wrapping up this show, I want to remind you, as always, that the Happy Hearthstone is not just about me. It's not just about Jordan. It's about you also. And no, not some other person that's listening to this show. You listening to my words right now. You're a part of this show whether you like it or not. So deal with it. That's happiness. Actually, it's more gangster mobness, I guess. But sincerely, it means a lot that you'd hang out with us, that you'd want to be a part of this community. And want to encourage you, whether this is your very first show or you've been, this is your hundred and eighty third, I guess. Uh, just, just how how thankful I am for you being here. Uh, one of the best ways that you can help support the show absolutely free is that iTunes review, like I mentioned. Uh, please go do that if you enjoy this show and want other people to find it. And then if you haven't checked out the Patreon before, if you've been thinking about it, now's a great time to go and join uh, over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. Again, that special offer for a thank you in the book I'm writing uh, is valid through the month of October. And I have to send a huge thank you, as always, to Menock, Jay Miller, Mr. Blurry, Mark P., and our brand new producer of the show, Number Theory. My goodness, you guys are like, you're seriously spoiling this community with greatness. So thank you so much for, uh, for being at the support level that you're at, uh, for helping for helping us to keep the train moving. Honestly, it means a lot personally, just that you believe in the show. You believe what I do, what our guests do and everything in between. So thank you for, uh, for making it happen, honestly. And as always, I'd love to hear what you thought about this show, what you'd like to see added in future episodes. You can email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com if you'd like to join me for an episode like Jordan did. We started this conversation through email, and I'd love to start that with you as well. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewIsLiving, Twitch under the same name. Uh, even though uh, with more kids than one, my time is going less and less. Uh, I will stream every now and then on there, so you can check that out. But Jordan, I know we got a lot of people who want to check out your stuff, and you do, in fact, have a Hearthstone podcast that they can connect with. So tell us about that and how they can uh, how they can connect with you. Yeah, I do. So yeah, I don't have any Twitter or anything fancy like that, but I do have a little podcast that I run. It's called Card Talk. C A R D card talk and it's basically just me on the way to work maybe once a month kind of i'm already talking to myself about hearthstone and so what i decided to do is just start recording it 
I figured maybe there'd be a person or two out there that would like to listen in. So if you're interested in just a very, very casual Hearthstone podcast about once a month, um, you can just search. The best way to find it is in the search bar of whatever podcast app you're using. Just type my name, and that's Jordan Harrison. And my first name is spelt a little different, so it's J-O-R-D-O-N, last name Harrison. So stop on by. Like I said, it's uh, it's on the way to work, so you get all the nice sounds of, you know, horns honking and, you know, the blinkers <laughs> and, you know, the uh, wind on the windshield, all the good stuff. You know, it's the full experience. So Yes, um, yes, that, indeed. That has something to say for itself. Well, Man, I'm so gl- grateful that you came and joined me at what has become the wee hours of night as we're recording. So my words and uh, vision is starting to blur even. <laughs> so we probably need to wrap this up about as fast as we can. But sincerely, yeah. man, this has been such a fun conversation. So I'm really glad you came and brought uh, brought your personality and your love for these quirky cards um, mm-hmm. to share with all of us and for me too. Yeah, absolutely. Um I've always thought to email you to ask if I could come on the show, and finally I mustered up the courage, I guess, to email you, and and you responded right away. So I'd encourage anyone that's, you know, maybe you've wanted to get into podcasting or have just really wanted to talk with Andrew about Hearthstone stuff, send him an email. He's an awesome guy, very easy to talk to, and it's just been an honor to be in the show. So thanks for having me. Uh, those are those are words I don't deserve, but I am very thankful for that, man. And uh, thankful for you to join me. And thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Adios. <laughs>